It's the Flyers Forecast with Steve Jaco and Craig Forsythe taking a look at your Flyers week ahead. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Flyers Forecast. My God, the Flyers Forecast is back. It feels like it's been forever. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since we did a Flyers forecast. Folks, hockey is back in theory this week. I am pumped. You are pumped. And most of all, Craig Forsyth is pumped. Oh, I'm pretty fucking jacked up. Yeah, I mean, we got live hockey. There's been a lot of months of uh, not doing anything and not going outside or talking to people. So we got uh, two two games of hockey coming up here. One of them's uh, really fake. And then the second one doesn't count uh, that much either. But one of them's uh, like yeah. a proof of concept, essentially. Like you're, <laughs> you're pitching something to the company, and you're like, "I think this idea can really work," and that's what this exhibition game is. Unfortunately, the Flyers' exhibition game, as we will discuss, is with a a bitter rival. So who knows how yes. heated that will get? It turns out everybody gets injured because they all just beat the shit out of uh, each other yeah. in an exhibition game. But we'll talk about that in a moment. But I just wanted to give a quick plug and a thank you to everybody who had stuck with us as this program changed to Flyperbly under quarantine for the past couple months. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing fuck. And who knows if that will happen in another form once hockey is not being played. But in the meantime, hockey is back. Hockey games will be played and hopefully will be played longer than baseball games which had a catastrophic mishap today but we will talk about that more on flyperbole the full show later this week this is the forecast where we take a look at your flyers week ahead and it's just it's still surreal to be talking about watching flyers hockey again yeah and if i if i could jump in real quick going back to a previous point i do want to thank all of our listeners too because yeah, it's been, uh, I know it's been pretty weird since, uh, I guess, quarantine started or since the middle of March when everything got shut down. And a lot of people listen to us on the way to work or, you know, a lot of daily routines may have got messed up. But uh, we know that a lot of people are still listening. So uh, thanks for toughing it out and deciding to listen to us, uh, you know, go on about whatever and uh, sticking it out with us, like Steve said. And I, I'm with you, Steve. I, I can't believe we're actually at this point either um i mean i i especially with how well the testing is going for the league like i am starting to kind of see a way that maybe it all gets done uh and honestly i didn't think that was going to happen at all i thought they were going to be kicking the can down the road with the, the hub cities forever and then just go you know what i don't know if we can really try this anywhere and then just kind of go from there but to actually get into the bubble and to have zero positive tests is kind of insane i mean for any group of people but knowing collectively how much the nhl likes to just trip on their own dicks to actually be able to somehow get to this point i i, I don't know it's like the it's like in high school the the kid you always got on the group project that never did anything and then like senior thesis and everybody else was like struggling to stay above water this guy nailed it out of the park ever wrote like a 300 page like book like that's what this guy did his year like, like that's what if, I, that's what it feels like right now <laughs> if the nhl pulls this off it's it's like the scene in old school where Will Ferrell's <laughs> doing the debate and he just rattles off this perfect answer. And then it's just like, what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, Batman's going to walk out of the bubble in October and they'll be like, how did you pull this off? And he's just going to be like, I, what, well, what, 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 what's happening? Where are we? <laughs> Who's president? What is this? <laughs> no, that would be, that's a pretty good comparison, which by the way, uh, 
Let's go back and watch. I haven't watched that movie in a minute. Someone was talking about that movie the other day too. But uh, still a uh, still class. I don't think there's anything. Uh, I love old school. I watched there. it. <laughs> Probably, is. I, but you know, yeah, it's got me too. Yeah, I, I, I've always loved it. Bring the green hat. I there's. <laughs> I just have a great memory of old school because we we stayed in this Airbnb a few years ago uh, where it was just kind of a creepy experience where we stayed on this guy's land. We thought it was going to be like, I don't know, a little loft or something by a lake. And it turns out it was like a shed on this guy's land. And I basically didn't sleep the entire night. But we went oh, in and he had this tiny TV and a DVD player. And it just was like there were a couple horror movies like a Halloween and like a Friday the 13th. Actually, I think there were a bunch of horror movies, which was like, Oh, this is good. And then a couple Westerns, like just, you know, flat out. I think there were also a couple other dad movies like, uh, like field of dreams, stuff like that. And then there was old school. And uh, Em and I looked at each other and we're like, I I guess we're watching old school tonight. And this (laughs) loft or whatever the hell we're staying in with these ladybugs and, the outhouse with the, the dangling ice pick that I don't like any of this <laughs> except for old school, except for the DVD except player. For the DVD Apparently only old school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, weird, weird experience, but I can't believe I'm saying this. Let's talk some motherfucking hockey. Let's talk some fucking hockey. And we're going to start with, uh, so if you guys remember how we used to do this, it was, uh, we start with the state of the team. So we just talk about the flyers for a bit. They haven't played in over four months. So right now, we're going to go with uh, the rosters that were put out. And the, on the roster, just the usual names uh, up front among the forwards. Uh, the big surprises up front are, first and foremost, uh, Oscar Lindblom. So again, if this was a regular timeline, I don't think we'd be talking about this at all. Uh, yeah. Well, we wouldn't be because he just got cleared earlier this month. And, Oscar you know, boy. Oscar boy. Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. Uh the Swedish tank, you know, the atomic bomb, all of it. He deserves all of it. He overcame cancer, and now he's going to play. Now it seems like he's on the official roster, and it seems like he's slayed to play in these playoffs, which is, uh, <laughs> I mean, bonkers. There's a lot happens. of yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we just can't believe in the first ten minutes. But like, you, you hear what we're saying, right? Like, this is all insane stuff going on. So he's, I, I can't wait to actually see if he's how he looks if he plays. So, uh, and we'll talk more about his contract three years, uh, 3 million a year on the cap hit. But we'll talk more about that on, uh, on Thursday too. And, uh, yeah, uh, along with Limblom, the other notable, noticeable names that are not really, maybe I rose eyebrows, not really big surprises, but, uh, Andy, 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 Androff, uh, Morgan Frost, Joel Faraby, Connor Bunneman. And then the, uh, the two left off, the two bigger names left off were uh, the germ, germ, German Rubsoff and Carson Torinsky. So uh, I'm not really surprised by any of these decisions uh, up front. I'm a little surprised by Torinsky because not like I, I mean, I don't really care if Torinsky's there, but I, if you want to make the argument of a different look in the bottom six, he is that bigger, slower guy that can probably crowd the net and maybe get greasy goals. Like I could have seen, and again, not really saying Torinsky has his potential or would have led to anything, but like, if you told me Turinsky were to play and he scored like five goals in this postseason because he was just going to the net and being like our Patrick Maroon, I can believe that. But again, I don't even want the real Patrick Maroon. So I don't want a discount version of that and a guy like he doesn't need to be on the team right now in the bottom six, especially with everybody else that is in the lineup. I don't think if if he was to play, it would be somebody like Frost, Farabee, Bunneman or 
probably like Pitt, like said, and I think I'd take all. I, I there's not even a question about those four guys and and Twerinsky in my mind. Um, See, if Rubstuff was but, playing like the Germ, then he would have made it because the Germ's a badass. But he was playing like Ruby. <laughs> he's playing like Ruby. Also, I don't know what the uh, might be a little bit of bad mojo to bring a guy properly nicknamed the Germ into the bubble during a global pandemic. It seems like bad, like just a bad idea. Just testing testing the waters too much, but Rusev and that I don't really care about uh, not going for the, this particular postseason. I don't think it hampers his uh, progression or anything, and he wasn't really like. I mean, I didn't really notice him on the ice. I mean, Kosh, uh, David Kosh didn't make it either. I, I liked him more this season in his limited yeah. time, but like, yeah, Rusev was just uh, he just didn't he didn't do he didn't get recognized that much when he's in the NHL this year. And he wasn't really, he didn't really have a lengthy AHL season either. So, um, yeah, whatever. Forward's not a big deal. I'm just excited about Lindblom. And I think, I mean, especially with the team rolling, you had Lindblom in that top six. That means, that means Lawton or Fairby are going to probably be in the bottom six or Lindblom's in the bottom six, which in that case, yeah, that's, uh, it's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff up front, Steve. Uh, defenseman, usual names as well. And then, I had a ghost, Andy Walensky, Mark Freeman, and Igor Zamula. Igor, not Mike Zamula. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be playing, Steve. And apparently, he's gonna be playing. He might be playing in his exhibition game tomorrow, according to uh, that guy at the oh, athletic. Wow. So yeah, so that'll be. I am interested to see how Igor Zamula does. Uh, I mean, we've been hearing him out for a while. You watch his WHL highlights; they're all pretty. He does some ridiculous stuff with the puck, um, and he was a pretty big. I mean, he was the most important blue liner for Team Russia, World Juniors, and uh, another one of these guys, like Phil Myers and Sanheim to an extent, that just uh, drafted with maybe not as much recognition and uh, notoriety as they deserve, but have kind of, I guess, uh, improved their profile over the years. Like Zamula was getting love from, I think Scott Wheeler wrote about Zamula this year at the World Junior Championship, just talking about how the Flyers found him. And uh, if he's able to play in these games, if he plays tomorrow and he looks good, then they, they it looks like they nail another, uh, another find another defensive gem. So we'll see what that's like. But uh, any, uh, Steve, how are you feeling see... about the blue line? I'm going to say I'm excited to see some Kazam action. <laughs> With uh, I want to see. Uh, let's see. I mean, we've been waiting for it all season too. If we're being honest, I want. I want to see how Wellesley does. I want to see. Uh, see how he does live and in game action. Oh, we've been waiting for Wellesley. Walensky and Zamula need to be the third pair, just to, just to make us happy. There's some, some surprises time. here for sure, but it's uh, you know, it's I, but also not really at the same time. Like I'm not shocked. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, Torinsky or Rubstoff didn't make it. Like that's not a big deal. I'm completely shocked about Lindblom. Like that's still just. I never get that. I can't fathom that he is going to play. Like I just can't. Like we were saying even I don't know two weeks ago. Like there's no way. There's no way. And oh, I chalked it up. Yeah, I. I never be on the roster if like they wouldn't just symbolically have him on there. Yeah, no, I don't think, especially, yeah, they, they won't even take that that chance or do anything. So the fact that he, yeah, like I, I, yeah, I mean, he had cancer. We were talking about, we didn't want to jump to the conclusion he was ever going to play again. And now, you know, unique circumstances, but still to come back and play in the same fucking postseason is just bonkers. Like for him to be able to accomplish all that in a short amount of time and just accomplish it at all is just... Yeah, I can't even imagine what his life's been since December. 
just everything. Can't even fathom. Just a complete whirlwind. Yeah. So, but hopefully, just ha- yeah, mainly just him playing. I'm I'm happy with. So I'm not really. Maybe God, that'll be. But like, not to read too much into that crap. But this is the that's the kind of thing that teams build around, and then hear about those DVD on the DVDs for years to come about how teams you know build themselves around that story and I don't know there's a lot of well let's talk about the rest of the team first you can't like, yeah don't least, you're, you're putting out all the juice vibes in the world uh, right now you yeah. need to not do yeah, that yeah that's our that's superstitious that's our. Steve is out and about and he's not liking this I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold yeah there we go I got some more so uh goalies you can kind of guess who the goalies are. Carter Hart, Brian Elliott, Alex Lyon, and uh, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Kirill Ustamanko. So no surprises there, even with Ustamanko. Ustamanko was the ones that were uh, they were included for Phase 3, I think, uh, that roster. So And we had mentioned a couple weeks back. So uh, I, I don't know if he's going to play. Hopefully we don't see him. Not the It's not a slam on him like he sucks. Just hopefully we don't have to go four goalies deep in this tournament. Yeah, uh, I, I'm hoping it's not, you know, the Flyers of last season with – Seven goaltenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think they got the whole rotating goalie things out of their system last year. Hopefully, we'll never know. But um, also, again, yeah, I just can't believe like this year, 2018 19 Flyers, they would have eaten that shit up and they were like, you can bring all the goalies they want. Like Chuck Switcher would have been like, all the goalies? Batman would have been like, yeah, baby, all the goalies, bring them all. And then the Flyers would have brought 20 and it would have been great. But uh, that's that's not what happened. You guys are aware of that. Uh, so that's the roster. And again, really. Yeah, like you said, no major – the Limblom news is big, but then some of the other Ross decisions, like, I mean, I am I like the decision to leave Torinsky behind, and um, I like the addition of Zamula. I've, I like Zamula as a possible unique X factor because I think Zamula's ceiling is higher than Freeman's, but I, I think he's going to have to work through the, you know, getting used to the league at first, and if there was ever a time to do that, I think it would be during – the exhibition game tomorrow doesn't count, but you know, these round robin games are a nice little real NHL hockey, but there's really no major consequences because, you know, first night conference in the fourth really isn't that all things considered right now isn't the end of the world. So, um, I mean, advanced stats don't matter right now. I put them in the outline, but we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> they, <should laughs> they were the flyers. Sorry, nerds. Yeah. They were there. It's top 10 in goals per game. And then the other, but I mean, it's just going to be, I'm applying the same theory. Uh, you don't roll over the stats into the next season because it's a completely different season, and now they've been off the ice for uh, about the length of a regular offseason. So we don't know what we don't know how the teams are going to look once they get back in there. But speaking of that, the first team the Flyers will see, uh, moving on to the game section of the outline, Stephen, is uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, 4 p.m. on Tuesday on NBCSN and NBCS+. Plus. Uh, only thing I'm looking for in this one is to make sure nobody gets hurt, and Which, I want to see. <laughs> you know, oh, you have one of the most bitter rivalries in hockey going up for this exhibition game. Like, you know what? Even yeah. get hurt, and like these teams would fight over and offsides. Like, I'm yeah, not, that's exactly. Yeah, they terrifying for that perspective. But I, I'm also very excited to see a Flyers Penguins game this early in the process. Yeah, I am. It's and they did that like across the league, like all the like expos exhibition games are kind of like robbery games but still it's like uh rivalry gonna... games <laughs> these guys are just gonna kill each other tomorrow so hopefully it's not like what i'm picturing i'm dead <laughs> i'm picturing it like uh like the world cup scrimmages like the uh the one where drew almost got killed by like logan Couture or something 
Like that's what I'm paranoid about tomorrow. Is these dudes just not playing hockey for a bunch of months and then they get out there and it's just like I don't know, something dumb happens. But uh let's get let's, let's pretend like this is a real game. Penguins won the twenty nineteen twenty regular season series two one and oh, even though the Flyers went one one and one during that. Seven one loss in Pittsburgh on October twenty ninth, three oh win in uh Philadelphia on January twenty first for Crosby didn't have any shot attempts at five and five, and then the four to three overtime loss in Pittsburgh on January thirty first, which is was the Flyers, in my opinion, one of the Flyers' best uh, periods of the season, the third period, uh, even though they lost. And uh, again, all those games happened before uh, in the old world. So I don't know how the Flyers are going to look in uh, the new normal. We'll both find out. We'll find out together. So it'll, <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be interesting watching them try to like just get back into the rhythm of things, and then also just like the after after the whistle skirmishes. It's going to be like watching a team full of Scott Hartnell. It's just be like angry but consistently falling over. I feel like. <laughs> Just like throwing their just, gloves, like yeah, just like all the most spastic anger, just taken out on like players, yeah, just something like that. So, um, so let's look at uh, Penguins for a top ten in goal scoring. Uh, power play was middle of the pack. BK was yeah, possession number. I love matter. these podcast notes you're going over here. <laughs> uh, just looking through my notes. On the yeah, I'm looking at the. Uh, I mean, like the okay, goals for games. Like there's not yeah, uh, forward zone. Should I'll we just put in like a, a page turning? effect here <laughs> yeah just to tell them when this go forward in the podcast uh forwards penguins uh i'm just gonna rattle them off real quick uh, anthony angelo zagas and reach teddy bluger Sidney crosby jake gensel patrick hornquist some guy named adam johnson sam lafferty evgeny malkin patrick marlowe jerry mccann evan rodriguez brian russ connor sheary brandon tanev phil veroni jason zucker yeah so what i'm hoping for tomorrow is a pitlick veroni fight to uh, let Veroni know that the, the real Flyers fourth line has arrived. And uh, it's just redemption for making everybody watch Phil Veroni last year. So Tyler Pitka, if you're listening, and I doubt you are, uh, but I hope you are, just please uh, punch Phil Veroni in the face for me. All these other guys, uh, Anthony Angelo is a fringe player. Bluger has been... Yeah, he's been the, the traitor is Phil Veroni. Yeah, Phil Veroni is the big one we got to worry about. We're going to be headhunting for that guy tomorrow. Uh, defense <laughs> in a fucking exhibition game. Phil Veroni. Uh, Kevin, check, check. I forget how to say this guy's name. He used to be an Islander. Kevin Chuckman, Chuck, Chuckman, Chuckman. Uh, Brian Dumoulin, Jack Johnson, Pierre Olivier Joseph. Uh, yeah, that's Czech Chris Republic. Tang. Is the pronunciation. <laughs> Kevin Chuckman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Czech Republicman. Uh, John Kevin Marino, Republic. Marcus Pedersen. Kevin Christman. That's that's the name. Kevin. <laughs> Shout out to Flyers faithful. Uh, Yuso Ricolo, Chad Ruweedle, and Justin Schultz. Uh, by the way, so that defense besides the guy's name i forget how to pronounce and uh i don't think pierre olivier joseph is gonna play uh he was yeah he came over um in a trade uh last in um the phil kessel trade so i don't think he's gonna i don't know if he's gonna play but that would be somebody to keep an eye on because he is the yeah he's the main piece of that return in that deal from uh from kessel if i remember correctly uh goalies casey de smith tristan yari uh matt murray and emil larmy so yeah that's uh that I'll, I'll, the big note here for the penguins is Crosby is expected to play. So missed the penguins scrimmage on Saturday and then he returned to practice today and he will be out there tomorrow to I don't know, probably score like four goals in the bars in a preseason game or something. So we'll find out. Yes, but that's as, uh, uh, noted on the all time anti Flyers team, the Flyers killers team, Sidney Crosby is basically the captain. Yeah, it's, it's of Sidney that Crosby. Team. Yeah, he just it, it takes a real casual when he plays the Flyers, and it just doesn't matter. He he just always collects points. Uh, it's annoying. So, Steve predictions. I'm thinking eight one winner for the Flyers. Couple fights. 
maybe the bench is clear. Get a little dust up. Get the uh, get the energy going here. Get the bullies. I'm in the thinking. What are you thinking? I'm thinking a six to five nail biter. Oh baby! By the way, speaking of getting the guys in the mood real quick, yeah, get them going for this uh, the bubble hockey. Uh, Av said the Flyers were the first team in the bubble. So let me just say, I fucking love hearing that. Uh, they may be the first team in the bubble, last bubble, team in the bubble to leave. Uh, I want them working nine to five every day, strapping on the work boots, bringing a lunch pail. Uh, just real, real blue collar approach is what I want to see out of this team. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. I, so. I love it. Showing up first, you know, ready to go. It's like yeah, showing building. up for a job interview 15 minutes early. It's just good. Yeah, exactly. You just want it. That's all, you know, there are things that you don't need skills for. It's just whether or not you want it. And, you know, showing up early, that's just the Flyers want it. You know, they're just that team. And uh, you got to love it. Got to love it. Yawn. Uh, Flyers first <laughs> <What>? real game. <laughs> I was building up some bullshit there. <laughs> really plugging it in there. The nine to five hard work, work ethic. It's all. No, the, I, I do like. I think the Flyers. I do think there is a special team going on, or a special thing going on with the team right now, though. So I, I felt like that. I mean, everybody's going that way before the pause, but like, I don't know. I, I hopefully this whole tournament does actually get done. Oh, postseason does get done because uh, maybe might be the Flyers. Uh, you know, doing all right in it. But anyway, let's talk about the first real game again. Oh God, we're not this is the, the most. I'm yeah, so we're not scared of the your jinx. optimism. This is we're not, yeah, we're not getting into the jinx there. I I don't think the thing is going to get completed. Still, I'm still worried about that part. So we don't need to worry about me jinxing it yet. This but is the first the most game. optimistic I've heard you. Like <laughs> this is the most optimistic I've heard you about the possibility of them even finishing it, and the most optimistic I've heard you about the Flyers in general. This is terrifying. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So I mean, and the first game. So let's go back to. Uh, just go back to breaking down the games. We don't need to put my, you know, misplaced positivity on this anywhere. So uh, play the Bruins 3 p.m. on Sunday and watch on NBC or if you're in Canada, Sportsnet. Uh, and Philly took this season series a 2-1-0 despite not winning a game regulation. A 3-2 shootout win in Boston back on November 10th. 65 shootout win in Philly on January 13th, which was Brad Marchand forgetting to carry the puck with him on a penalty or a uh, shootout attempt and then the uh, 2 loss forgetful rat man <laughs> can smell the puck uh 2-0 loss to the flyers or 2-0 loss in philly uh for the flyers on march 10th which was the last game of the season and of course ghost looked pretty good in that game i just wanted to mention that because people like it when you talk about ghost uh bruins yeah they're pretty good at everything uh ninth in goals first in goals against per game second power play third pk and then um their their defense is ridiculous um and that you can tell all that by the underlying numbers, which again don't matter. Uh, roster for them, though. Uh, usual names up front: uh, Patrice Bergeron, Anders Bjork, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Trent Frederick, Andre Kasha, David Krejci, Carson Kuhlman, Sean Corrali, Par Lindholm, Brad Marchand, Joakim Nordstrom, David Poshnik, Nick Ritchie, Zach Senegin, Jack Stanika, and Chris Wagner. Um, How did I not Senegin, realize until now that the Bruins have a man named Carson Kuhlman? Oh yeah, I mean he's been, yeah he's been you he's been off to use for a little bit of time, but it's a very the hell uh, name? with a K by the way. So yeah, he's uh he's really he really got down the alliteration, but yeah he was one of the guys uh, him, uh, him Frederick, uh, Lindholm a little bit. I mean part of Lindholm played with for the Leafs last year, but like him those two Senegin and uh, Stenica are kind of the would be the wild cards in that game. But I think Stenica was. Uh, yeah, looking at the lines, uh, yeah, the lines that I practiced today were uh, Marshan, Bergeron, Pasternik, DeBrusque, Krejci, Stanika, Corelli, Coyle, York, slash Kuhlman, and then Nordstrom, Lindholm, and Wagner. So Kuhlman may not even be in on um, 
on Sunday, but yeah, yeah, he's in, he's not hard for it. Nothing, nothing to write home about. But they got some, uh, they got some pretty funny names in there. Um, so yeah, that's not <laughs> Senegin and Estenica. I don't know. I just kind of funny signing names. Not anything crazy to it. Uh, defenseman. Brandon Carlos, uh, Zidane Chara, Connor Clifton, Matt Grizzly, Corey Krug, Jeremy Lawson, uh, Charlie McAvoy, John Moore, Yerho Vakaninen, and Jacob Zaboral. So Vakaninen and Zaboral. Vakaninen's gotten some games in, uh, but Zaboral will be the big surprise if he plays. And uh, yeah, Jeremy Lawson, John Moore, um, not, and Connor Clifton really aren't. They're kind of middle-of-the-road guys that aren't. I guess too crazy. Uh, it's just the usual. Uh, Got to watch out for Chara and uh, McAvoy. And Carlo's pretty good defensively. So, Zidane Chara uh, only two hundred and eighty years old at this point. Only yeah, this is going to be. He's he's trying for his uh, his eightieth postseason this time around. So hopefully he wins it. And uh, it's been a minute since his first one back in nineteen seventeen with the original uh, original centers. But uh, on defense, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, Char wasn't even out there, apparently, for uh, practice. It was Grizzly, McAvoy, Crew, Carlo, and more uh, Lawson uh, front with back and nine and Clifton being the fourth pair. So, again, I mean, the the that game on Sunday is going to be pretty tough. And, again, the whole element of rust is going to be huge. So, it's kind of hard to gauge what the actual team is going to look like um, on, on Sunday. But that would be – you know you're probably going to see the top pair, and then you're going to have to figure out a way to – Work away, uh, work away around Chara and McAvoy, um, and Raskus. I mean, Raskus still Raskus too. So uh, the nice thing about Sunday is that these games, the games don't matter that much um, because again, it's all about seeding in the after the qualifying round. The Flyers are in pretty good shape for that as is. So uh, right, that's that's it'll a good be reminder right. to everybody. The the first few games, so the Penguins game is an exhibition. And then the Flyers have round robin games against the Bruins, Capitals, and Lightning to figure yeah. out what the seeding will be amongst those teams: the Bruins, and they can, Capitals, yeah. Lightning, and Flyers. So the Flyers, you know, coming into this were the lowest of those four teams easily, and now they actually might have a chance to have the top seed, which is absurd. But right. that's the world yeah, we're living in. <laughs> them and the Stars, yeah, are just in the desirable position of uh, three games can move them. Yeah. And that is, yeah, I guess that is a good point to point out because uh, there's been a lot of moving parts with the schedule for a while now, too. So, in theory, uh, unless everything gets shut down early, you should be seeing, at minimum, eight games with Flyers hockey. So, the exhibition game, the three-round robin games, which the Flyers can't get eliminated in, and then they would play in the first round. So, you would get at least four games of that. So, you know... If, it, to swing the other way with my positive uh, momentum of featuring the Flyers. So if they were to get swept in the first round, you would still see eight games. So hopefully um, hopefully we see more, and hopefully there's not any kind of uh, any kind of crazy uh, – well, I'll say the next line of uh, thinking before I get to my point. Um, with the COVID test done, they release uh, the results every Monday, and the league put out that uh, last week, among the 800 players tested uh, with uh, 4,256 tests uh, through the end of phase three, there were zero positive tests, uh, and they had two positive tests from two weeks ago. So those are huge. I mean, that whole thing right there is a huge uh, – I consider that a huge success for the league. I didn't think it was going to get down to this these few cases. Like, I, I, the plan has gone a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Um, and hopefully that continues. But, um, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to 
just as long as they don't do the shit that the Phillies and Marlins just did, I think they might have a chance to actually be able to do this whole tournament. I don't know. We don't know the long-term effects on the players, and really, honestly, I would be arguing that I think that should be the big enough case for them to kind of think about a way to shut it down this year without taking that huge of a financial loss. But, I mean, if there's these few cases, they're already in the bubble. or Yeah, they're already at the bubble. And um, they're actually straightforward or kind of honest about who's got it, and they follow the protocols and everything. I think they could – I think it could still work out. There might be some questions with the quality of competition, but there might be a way to get from start to finish with this. I don't know if that's just me because I know I said that last week, Steve. I don't know how you feel about the likelihood of it all finishing, but, like, I'm starting to see it more from the angle of – I don't know. I really don't. I think the leagues look at players more as a way for financial gain. They're not really actually concerned about their health. So if you're actually worried about players' health, absolutely. That is the huge argument for why none of this should be potentially happening. But apparently we're we're, we're going to worry about that later or we're just going to chalk up that the effects we don't know from this aren't as dangerous as it could be, which is not really the appropriate line of thinking. But if we're looking at if this is actually going to get done, I don't know how much that's getting talked about among league officials and everything. I think it's more about whether or not they can get away with still going through games, even though some players are dropping out. So, um, and I think if that's the way they're looking at it and they're at this point with totals, I think they can do a good enough job getting to the end of it. But I mean, yeah. What are you, uh, how are you feeling about all this? (laughs) I mean, it's a big, I'm just kind of taking it day by day with this thing. Like, you know, I'm excited for hockey. I don't want people to get sick. It's, I want people to stay safe and be careful. Um, it's, it's a dilemma for sure. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I guess that's really, yeah, we're just all, we're all just taking it day by day pretty much right now. And yeah. And I'm uh, trying not to get my, my hopes up too high or too low or. That is fair. You know. Yeah, that's fair it's it's tough it's a struggle for sure but uh i'm taking what i get and i am you know as a hockey fan as a hockey podcaster very excited to get hockey back but yeah i want to keep these guys safe and and do it the the best way possible and seeing what's going on in baseball right now and i'm gonna go on a big old rant about how baseball's handled things on on uh fly perbly later this week but uh just you know if they can't let it get to that point and if it it gets there yeah. you just gotta shut it down but i'm i'm hoping they can pull it out i'm hoping they can continue to to stay safe and do the right procedures and you know it's it's tough though because uh everyday people aren't even staying safe and doing the right procedures yeah yeah so uh, yeah again it's i don't feel i think i think they could do it there's going to be a lot of question marks about it. And to the Phillies Marlins point, I, I don't know. I don't know how the MLB organized the protocol with everything with positive tests, but I don't know how they let the decision come down to the managers and players as to whether or not they could play, or if that was just a thing that's a rumor. But if that's something that the NHL is going to try and backdoor that policy in, so the public doesn't know that shit. I saw it reported. I, I didn't see it as a rumor. Okay. I saw it like flat out reported. And so it's, it, it, it went down. Like it's actually, it actually happened. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So like, see, that's the, the athletic, type of thing. I saw it on the athletic too. Okay. So then, they, yeah. So like if the MLB is doing that, 
you fucking know the NHL is going to try and do that shit too. So if that's the case, then I then I'm going to start taking these tests with or the test results with a grain of salt. Because again, we've talked about the mumps thing a million times already. But like, the big the thing is the league right. needs to put their foot down and say teams can't it play. Can't be. They yeah. they need to take this seriously and they need to put the players' health first and specifically also just the trying to keep the spread of uh infection down the infection rate down like y- you can't throw guys out there going well you know exactly. only a couple no, guys just throw them out like you can't do that and you can't leave and... it up to the players because as we have discussed with the hockey mentality it's oh well you got to give it all for the team you can't just blah 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 like uh, these are guys yeah. that try to tough out like broken legs and torn ACLs and stuff like was, that. Yeah, exactly. They're not a complaining lot, which is a, a huge detriment when it comes to something like this. They're not going to report. I'm feeling a little feverish unless they absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say guys are playing through fucking torn labrums and like torn MCLs. They're not going to, they're not going to be like, you know what? I, I kind of, you know, I got to, I'm not feeling great right now. They're going to try and play through that. But again, it comes down to, I mean, that's the big question now is if the league is going to thoroughly do this testing and actually sit people out. Because they've done all the – they've said the right things right now. But I I, I think what happened with the Phillies and Marlins is the type of shit that is going to happen with each NHL team, which at that point, again, if we're playing with three or four people that could potentially have it, then it's going to spread like wildfire, and then there's no fucking chance of it happening. I mean, the the main thing the NHL has going for it is the bubble. And the fact that people aren't going in and out. And that's what the problem with MLB is that teams are still traveling. They're still going from stadium to stadium. And Mm -hmm. that's insane to me. Like the Phillies are hosting games. The Yankees are hosting games. The Marlins are like, just designate a few different areas and put everybody in a bubble. If you really want to do this, like that's the only way you can even consider doing this, but that's how, how big were the, um, how big do you know how big the MLB teams were? Because what was it? NHL, they're bringing 50 personnel, like players, coaches, trainers, everything. You're, each franchise was getting 50 people. I don't know what the MLB size were, but like maybe there were just too many people to get into the bubble. Or like well, maybe they, a, they don't have a bubble, is the problem. They're, they're yeah. just well, traveling. I know what I'm saying. Like, My the, bad, the, yeah. Well, that's the problem, is they're traveling and they're not, they don't have like a secure area, really. They're still signing buses and planes and hotels and th- that's a huge issue yeah and that's all the stuff that the nhl and the mo or the nhl and the nba have already ironed out i mean the nba i don't know what the test results numbers were for the uh, the nba but they're kind of doing the same thing it's just they're t- <laughs> i mean they're setting up shop in florida which seems kind of uh, uh maybe not ideal for all all this but it's I, not great i really still like it it's Again, I my I don't want to say confidence because I I really am I'm not too pumped about it if it's going to result in like dudes getting COVID because again something we're not talking about and I, I would like to give this point to Ian um, that you know I brought the quality competition argument last week but uh, at the same time we don't know what these side effects are so like you can sit players out but you want guys like you know if this leads to Nathan McKinnon and like a bunch of other players getting something like like fucks with their like lungs or something or they lose like a sense or something like that's something you a star athlete is now hampered for the rest of their career so we could do these playoffs in july and august and that kind of feels like you're taking it, it seems like you're 
it seems kind of dumb to do that because then it hurts your product and the people in your league for years to come. So it's, I don't know, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of stuff, but I, I think I've just turned from the point of you throw the way quality competition. I really think the league is going to try and gloss over some of this shit that they should. Um, so I'm not, I mean, we'll see how it is. <laughs> this is like, it really is just day to day, but we're just getting closer and closer. And, uh, it's just looking more and more like I think they might be able to do it, but we'll see. We will see. Yeah, the MLB looks done now. Yeah, well, I, you know, I really, I, I don't know how it's going to go, but uh, I do know that there is, uh, there's going to be hockey this week. Uh, how much of it we don't know, but there's going to be hockey this week. We're going to see Flyers oh, hockey, and I, I'm, I'm excited to see that much at least, and I just hope it goes well, and, and hope they're staying safe. And yeah, I, I, so I'm curious to see how, what guys are, are getting back into the flow of things quickly, who picks things up better. And that takes us to uh, Craig's favorite feature on this program, <laughs> the players of the week, where we pick uh, a player of the week and, and go from there. Now, Craig has historically done very poorly in the player of the week category. And I had a couple weeks where I, I picked double players and uh i don't know craig would you do you want to pick somebody this week or do you want to do you want to just double you want me to double up you want me to pick two guys i'm gonna yeah well see you said this thing before i mean like the you pick two players right and then the season shut down listen i had picked two players a couple oh, weeks I, before I it shut down because you suck at this and then it's <laughs> a <laughs> so look and so, then it happened again. So I don't think they're, I don't like this implication that you're throwing at me. I, I don't appreciate I it. I don't like it. Yeah. What I guess what I'm saying is the world was fine when I was being innocent and naive and poorly picking these players of the week. But then when your ego got so big, you had to steal my picks. That's when the world decided to, uh, you know. Oh, oh, kind the implication is I'm stealing your picks. Cause buddy, buddy, <laughs> I need to remind you of the fact that, you asked me to make two picks. I mean, well, that's, yeah, on air. Let's not go behind. Because board. you were so ashamed uh, of your own track record. Uh, that is true. I did come to you crying in your DMs a lot, explaining that I couldn't do these picks publicly anymore because they were so absolutely fucking untrue. I don't even want to go back and, like, total up. It would be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it's just not that, uh, yeah. Shame. that soundboard going. Shame. I'm right, gonna. What do, you, what do you want to do? You, you're gonna pick. Okay. Yeah, we'll get back into it. Uh, let's see here. We should have a big. Well, I, I know what mine is already, so I'm just gonna beat you to the punch here. Hey, go ahead and do it. You're I'm going pick. with the Jerk Store's all-time bestseller. Oh, baby. TK Travis Konechny. He's been the Flyers' spark plug all year. He's been the guy who brings the energy, who sets the tempo, and. I really think he's the guy who's going to lead the charge back into play. And, and he's the guy to watch out for this week. I think he's my, he, well, I don't think I know he's my player of the week selection. <laughs> uh, you know what? I got to go with the big stank himself. I'm going with Oski boy. Let me go with Oscar Limbaugh. I think right. I had, I mean, just because, you know, it's essentially wasting a pick anyway, but I did want to just talk about Oscar Limbaugh again, because I mean, you know, he was, uh, I like Oscar Limbaugh, big fan of the Atomic Bomb. And uh, I think uh, I think he's going to be a huge motivation factor for the guys. And I think he is, I feel like he's going to look surprisingly uh, 
in sync with everybody. For a player that had to overcome a huge life obstacle and has not really been actively practicing for the last however many months, I think he's going to come out and look a-okay because he's got an amazing hockey IQ. So that's uh, I'm going with Oscar Limbaugh this week. It's my choice. Oscar boy. Oscar boy. Yeah, so hopefully. Uh, God, dude, could you imagine now? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to put it out into the world because I, I don't want to. But no, I'm going to say it. No, I'm not going to say it. No, what if he wants a con smite now? If he wants a con smite, that should be a 30 for 30, right? Again, jumping way to conclusions. My God. But just that story. Can you, you imagine just, that? The way you are just <laughs> alternating between this, like, barrel Steve, of I've had unbridled of enthusiasm to yeah. just complete, like, oh, I, I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> look, I, 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 this is a roller coaster. I, I, I don't know if I here's, want off or not, but you know it's a roller coaster. Here's what we, here's what happened. We didn't do two podcasts over the last two weeks. We're used to doing two a week. We only did two over the last two weeks because I decided to slam my head on the ground for a concussion. And then last week I decided to uh, you know go on vacation. So maybe it's just maybe I'm excited because I've just had too much pent up. Like I haven't been able to unload all my obnoxious flyers opinions on people for a couple weeks. So maybe this is just like build up. Like excitement and positive, maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but what I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy there's hockey tomorrow, Steve. You know, I'm happy to watch my hockey. And uh, I mean, that's I don't know what you want from me. That's all I got. That's all I got to say about this. <laughs> I'm finally God. happy. I'm finally happy and excited about the Flyers. And here you are, just telling me. I gotta, I gotta reel it in. No, forget That's that. What, We're about they to call see me live. You killed sports. Steve for a reason. Nobody calls me that. <laughs> Steve, I'm watching. I will say, so I will say on top of you know expecting Travis Konechny to come out with a full head of steam and just destroy everything in his path, uh, I'm very excited to see Carter Hart get into the playoffs and, and some playoff action from him too. See yeah. what he can bring to the table. Yeah, I do want to see Carter Hart's like mental state in a playoff series. Because what we've been hearing about for years is how him and like Braden Holpe used to hang out with that one sports psychologist and how like you know all this Zen like shit. So I want to see if uh, <laughs> once he gets to see the postseason, if he's actually you know I want to see some one nothing shutouts for the Flyers. I want to see his Norbert team. I think Hart. I think Carter Hart can give us some uh, Norbert team on the road somewhere. But, uh, uh, hopefully he doesn't have to though. Uh, hopefully he does not. But it's a nice uh, you know it's a nice. Man, that defense was horseshit. Nice secret. Yeah. The defense was fortunate, and Ryan White and Chris Vandervelde were his goal sport that game. I don't, like those teams. I just I don't even know how someone got to the playoffs. <laughs> what a time to be alive! Yeah, what those a time. Flyers yeah. teams. My God. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that's all we got. But uh, we do thank you for listening. Oh, I got it. What? What? Do you, what else do you have? I said that's all I got. I was just okay. Okay. Off. Yeah. I don't know. Are we? Are we about to fight? What's happening? With that? We might fight. <laughs> all right. That's fair. I don't want to drive you, to Philly, though. I'll see you. Yeah. Okay, I'll see you at Xfinity. We're just going to elbow fight, though. So <laughs> I no hand-to-hand, you know, like, we can't, no hand-to-hand work, no faces, you know. Elbows, get the knees. Face mask on. Elbows, knees, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess you could still Ideal kick. fighting. Yeah. <laughs> you could still. You could, but you can't face kick. Mm, which no Chuck has, Norris has everybody across your hockey. No, that's my go-to when it comes to a bar fight. It's just those roundhouse kicks. Don't break the knuckles. Nothing to uh, keep the face clean. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh yeah. So look for Steve and I to start swinging at each other outside of Xfinity Live 
one of these days. And uh, outside of that, uh, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday, Friday. I don't know. Probably, probably Friday. We'll probably yeah, be probably recording Friday. Thursday probably for Friday. Friday, but yeah, yeah. we'll actually have a little bit of Flyers hockey to talk about. We'll have the exhibition game against okay. the Penguins. And we'll probably still talk about a bunch of nonsense as we typically do, but that is what fly purpley is all about. Oh, wait, of course. Yeah. And now it is finally have some things to talk about now. So, uh, get back this three hour ups, baby. I know you're ready. My body's ready. <laughs> there is a demand for the, the two to three hour apps. Although people don't have as many car rides to sit through to, to listen yeah. to those. Yeah, once people start going back outside, the, the demand for fly purple is just going to be so many people just driving across the country again and want those eight hour podcasts. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we're going to give it to them. So get ready for it. Yeah. Or I will. You will. We're yeah, going to start just doing two hours of perps and then I'll add on six hours of just me yelling at myself into the mic. <laughs> and we'll call that per- we'll call that fly purple. Yeah, right, Craig. I, you know, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. It's been a long, uh, it's been a long couple months here, but I'm good. All right, good. Well, hockey's back and that's very exciting. And I just wanted to plug again, uh, be sure to listen back to the five herbalator quarantine episodes that we recorded. Uh, if you have not already, uh, had a lot of fun putting those together and we got a lot of, uh, listeners suggested, uh, topics for that. And, yeah, again, it might come back or we might just incorporate some of the, the topics into the regular Fly Purpley show. We shall see. But again, uh, I, I do, I would appreciate anybody listening to those if they had not already. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Craig, the best place for people to give us feedback is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Craig, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, yeah, sports are bad. And I will be, uh, I, I, I'll have something this week. I'm not sure yet. Yeah, but I mean, I might start doing the. Um, I'm going to start trying to do the in-depth looks at the Bruins, the Lightning, and the Caps for uh, to see if there's anything I can add about like the in-game play, and, like notes from the season series, or maybe some watch some game tape, shit like that. So I'll, I'll have something out for each of the uh, preseason or the round robin games, and then uh, go from there. I really I'm waiting for the games to come back to try and do more analysis of the games, honestly. So the. Uh, Getting to the games will be a big part of my, uh, hopefully, some articles going ahead. So that's uh, that's that. Yep. All right. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yep. 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 Okay. You can follow <laughs> me at Estevam or at Fly Purpley, but for your hockey needs, make it Fly Purpley. And follow BSH Radio, follow Broad Street Hockey, and be sure to listen to all of our great Broad Street Hockey podcast offerings. There are many of them. Great work put out by everybody. I think Bill's coming back with the post games this week. Oh, hell yeah. 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 Steph, Kelly, Kelly and Charlie are still pumping out shit as well. And, uh, yeah, I really, I guess what I want from this podcast is to make people think that now we're like in a weird fight or like that we somehow hate each other. We've had like this weird aura for like the last 20 minutes. So. You want to make feud purpley. I get it. <laughs> oh, oh, sh- dude, why do you, that's a game show right there. What are you doing? That's our, or our yelling at, each other's show like the oh, yeah, talking heads like espn show we just talk about the carry price deal for years it's been like the main <laughs> that's i think that's our main argument over that is like the, the main one. where i <laughs> Which, thought by they the were way, fools and you were like well yeah. what else could they do yeah i'm pretty well, not sure that. I, yeah no I, you're, you're starting to become right in that but i'm not gonna give up yet uh carry price again a lot of naps this month so he's well rested actually he's had a bunch of naps since quarantine so i don't know if i want to 
That's a sweep for the Canadians over the Penguins, and the Flyers got to worry about them. So you start, you, you talk to me in a couple rounds here, Steve. You know, Doc, I heard they call Carey Price Mr. Cap, catnap. <laughs> call Rip Van Winkle. He just, you know, he just doesn't, yeah, it's all there. So. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Did Sports he just make bad. that reference? Same <laughs> yeah, bomb. Fly purpley. BSH Radio, Broad Street Hockey. And that's all we got, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Hockey is back. We are excited to talk about it. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and good hockey.